If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with Midi Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at Midi understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And Midi can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. Midi clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Stuck at home, bored and alone. You'd think I could have some fun on my own, but I'm bored AF. I'm bored AF. With Cecily and Stephanie. Hi, everybody. Welcome to your favorite podcast on the entire planet. Board AF. Mm. I'm Stephanie Wilder Taylor. This is Cecily Nobler. Hello. <laughs> Did that sound sincere? I feel like everybody should just fast forward like three minutes until we've hit our stride. <laughs> we will. We're going to hit our stride. And you know, to that end, I'm glad you said that. Let's just pop right in. Can we pop right into wishing a hello to our special patrons? Sure, let's do it. But we should tell people, we should tell <laughs> you that. Today, while we're recording this, it's Halloween. Oh, can I tell you something really funny really quick about Halloween? And we, yeah. it's not about Halloween at all, but you just sparked something. So yesterday, so this week I had to go to the gyno, right? I had to get yeah. my little biopsy thing. And um, my my gynecologist, I love her. Like she's somebody where I, I like her so much. I want to live with she and her husband. Like she hasn't invited me to come live with them, but I'm just, I feel like we would be friends if I lived with her. You know, do you have you met her husband? Is no. he even hot? I don't know. I could probably easily look that up. I can't believe I didn't think to do that. But so she's awesome and she's very positive and happy. And I'm so anxious, all this, especially when I'm in there, you know, and she's just she's just great. And so um, she came in. This was yesterday. And she came in and she was like, are you a Halloween person? And you know that I've been going through a rough patch. So I just started crying. <laughs> and I was like, no. I don't. And she goes, Oh, you don't like the spooky decorations. Okay. And she was like trying to, she goes, okay, so what new medications are we? I see. Cause you know how your meds are all tied into like one place. Yeah. So like if you go to one doctor, it shows up on the report, you know, it's all through like the same hospital, same, same network. You okay. Know? She goes, okay. So I see you've been prescribed Lexapro. <laughs> and I was like, I have not started that yet. 
just like, I'm crying. And she goes, so you don't like Halloween? And I was like, I do, but I have no one to spend it with. And then she was just like, okay, well, let's get, let's get your pants off. It's just like the most, and I felt, I felt so, when I left, I just felt obviously crazy, but like so sorry for her because she, she was just trying to like make small talk about Halloween. She was, was just crazy. trying to see her vagina, like, like a normal gynecologist. <laughs> she wasn't trying to like spook, spook you or. I do like Halloween. That's the weird thing. I used to, but now I'm just sort of like, I like anything. I just love that she looked at my meds list. She goes, okay, so what have we added? So we're still taking heart meds and we got this and okay. So that looks like, I was like, yes, I don't know if I'm going to take that. And she goes, hmm. Really? She didn't anyway, say like, no, maybe you she, should. She can't say. She. I don't think she would say unless I asked her. It's like out of her, you know, she might. I don't know. I think she wanted to just move on as quickly as possible. To, yes. To the, <laughs> anyway, get so to the vagina portion of the show, which yeah. is like, so I was, I'm so oh, anyway. Okay. So today is Halloween when this airs, when you guys are listening, hopefully, uh, you know, or will be this, the week after. So we do know that, but just know today is Halloween, but not so, that far after, like you'll probably still be eating candy, you know, or doing what you do. Mm-hmm. Well, not if you're me, if you're me, you'll have gone through all the candy already. And your children's candy and your children's children's oh, candy. You have candy. You're not going to go trigger. They're not like going to get you can't go door to door right now. Right. Cecily. People- no, but. <laughs> but you just buy candy. I bought them candy because it's really sad that we can't go door to door. And I was like, nobody should be sad. And sugar makes everything really? better. So let's buy bags of candy that you'll have like a few of and I'll have the rest. That's fair. As long as it's not candy corn, because that is disgusting. Um, please tell me you don't like candy corn because I'll start crying. Guys, I'm not this has been our last episode and <laughs> you don't like candy corn. I love it. No, you don't love it. Oh, come on. Love it. Okay. You Is know that- what else oh, I like? Huh? You know what else I like that a lot of people don't like? You say taffy or licorice. I'm going to hang out. I'll <gasps> hang out. <gasps> you don't, you don't know my love story with saltwater taffy. And oh, I, I did know that. Oh. Right. And also I love. This is a this is kind of a weird one to people, but I love um maple sugar candy. Like just that, that plain good. maple sugar. Mm-hmm. You know, where it's just like sh- piece of sugar and it's mapley and it's kind of fudgy, but it's I don't know. A lot of people don't like that. We have different I like my favorite is it like if you're looking at, you know, I mean my favorite favorite would be we'd go to France and get like the best chocolatilla. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? But yeah. as far as like going to Ralph's and picking stuff up, I like the Hershey, like the special dark. It has to be the darkest. I will eat like if it's like the bitterest, darkest chocolate, I can just eat that all day. Yeah. I like that Darker. too. I like that too. I don't like anything with like, what's the chewy stuff? Like I don't, I don't want a Milky Way. I don't nougat. like milk chocolate. You don't like yeah, I don't nougat. Like, I don't like nougat. <laughs> Although I like Twix. I Twix I think is devoid of nougat. Okay, well, I like I like anything that's a little crispy too, like a Kit Kat. Oh, I love a Kit Kat. Oh, and Kit Kat now has a dark chocolate version. What happened here? I was like, let's get us right into the. <laughs> <laughs> so Do we Wait, ever I'm... get right into anything? Wait, I, candy corn. Oh my god! Someone posted a picture on Twitter of why candy corn, like what real corn looks like when it comes out, like it's orange at the bottom, which is why candy corn is called candy corn. Did you know that? That it's supposed no. to look like actual corn? It's so, it is so disgusting that I feel, and I'll eat anything. 
No offense. Well, apparently not because you won't eat candy it. corn. I'll eat it if I had to. Like if it was in a bowl in front of me, I'd probably have one. Just to oh. be, just to not be rude. It's so gross. I love it's, the idea of you eating candy just to be polite. You're like, well, it's it's offered to me, so this must be special candy corn. It's bespoke. I'm just it's got I'm they sh- they switched around the colors. Do you like a York peppermint patty? I mean, I do. I'm not gonna mm-hmm. like eat a bowl of them. I like them. They're not my favorites either. It's more. It's like a junior mint, like a big flat junior mint. But I I I like that. I mean, that's oh my god, candy corn. I would. You know I would what I take, really like? Please. <laughs> I really, well, first of all, I love sour candy. So oh. I will eat a bowl of lemon heads oh like God. nobody's business. I will eat the hell out of some lemon heads. Oh. I also like cinnamon candy. Mm-hmm. So I will eat some Mike and I, not Mike and Ike's, but some um, hot tamales. Oh mm. my God. No, 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 no. Now I don't even know what to say, except no. I do think we're going to have to discontinue the podcast because I don't, I don't know where we go from here. I wonder if we have like very, cause you know, taste buds are different, whatever. Like, do you like garlic? I love garlic. I love Not garlic. In my candy. Yes. Okay. I love it. Okay. Hmm. I'm trying to figure out like where the, I think you like sweeter. I think you like sweeter candy. No, sweeter I don't. Thing. I I actually don't. I think that's why I like sour stuff. But the candy okay, corn. The candy. Listen, I'm gonna get sick of candy corn like in it in a a minute. But I like it for like a, for a minute. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? <laughs> no. Yes, I like the I, know fla- what you mean. I really like the flavor of it. I'm not gonna eat a bunch of candy corn. I'm, it's gonna make me feel sick. What about milk duds? Yes, Ugh. but you know what? No, no for me. I don't like milk chocolate that much. I'll eat that easily, but I'll eat, you know, what's really good. Somebody turned me on to this and I'm so mad they did because it's really hard to get away from mm-hmm. milk duds mixed with popcorn. Oh, I'm that's a Texas thing. I mean, I'm sure everybody says it's their state, but whatever I, I do M&Ms mixed with popcorn. When I go, I go to, well, when I used to go to all the screenings, my friend Chip and I would always go together and we buy a big bag of M&Ms, sometimes peanut, sometimes not. And you pour it into the popcorn. It's a delight. Yes. That's really good. But milk duds are just really bad for your tea. I don't like anything that's that hard or chewy. Well, I don't base my candy taste on what's good or bad for my teeth. If I did okay, that, I just wouldn't fair. eat candy. Oh, you know what I love? Okay. All right. Let's move on because I could do this. We'll come back to some of this. Because you know what I used to love, by the way, is when I was younger. Remember, here's a candy that will cause dental work for years to come. Gobstoppers? Well, first of all, gobstoppers. Yes. Yes on gobstoppers. But also, also, uh, remember um, Juji fruit? But also, do you remember Jujubees? Yes. And they were so bad for your teeth. Like you could literally ruin your entire, all your dental work with jujubes. rocks. Isn't that like just pure sugar that you just sizzled? You put it on your teeth and it just sizzled like a fire. Yes. Oh my God. I just remembered my very favorite candy of all time. And okay. Zots. <laughs> Do you remember Zots? No, but I love it. No. It was no. this candy. It's like a hard candy, right? Oh. Okay, but then as you eat into the candy, there's like this stuff in it that's like almost sulfur, but mm-hmm. not smelly like a hard boiled egg. <laughs> sulfur, but it's like a weird How is it taste sensation that goes okay. into your mouth. Like squirt gum. Oh my God, freshen up gum. I used to mm, love that. Me too. I'll give you that one. 
I'll give you that one. Fresh enough gum was so oh. fun. What happened to that? You know, another thing, what happened to certs? I don't know. They, they just kind of became something else. Like the little mints that you buy on that, like checkout. It's basically certs. Yeah, certs. What happened to them? I think they're fine. Don't worry. They <laughs> cashed out. They cashed out and they got out of Dodge. They were the, the biggest deal ever. And now I like to cert. God, I In love Texas, certs. The, another thing, uh, they probably didn't have this anywhere else. Um, you know, you know, hubba bubba gum. They had that, but yes. Texas had a Dr. Pepper flavor, <gasps> yum. which was not yum. It was disgusting. I love Dr. Pepper and I like gum. Actually, <laughs> I don't chew gum anymore, but if I did, I mean, it's fine. I, but together, that's not right. It's <laughs> so right. Meaning. It's absolutely correct. I love it. I love anything oh. with weird flavors. That's why I like the saltwater taffy with bring on the weird flavors. Mm. Oh. I like a jelly belly. I'll, I'll eat a jelly belly. Okay. I love jelly bellies, Okay, but they do tend to get, they can get too sweet, but, uh, you know what I, when I used to eat lifesavers, you know, when you're a kid and like your parents, the only real candy your parents let you have is something stupid like lifesavers. Mm-hmm. No, maybe you don't. <laughs> No, no, I do. I do. I do. We, we couldn't have like sugar cereal. My mom was all macrobiotic and stuff. It, yes. Yeah. And we went through a phase like that too. My parents were mm-hmm. very inconsistent in that way. Same. Sometimes we had sugar cereal and then sometimes she was on a kick where there was no nothing and everything was healthy. Well, for me, it was my parents fight. Like it, my mom was always on the health kick, but my dad would like sneak in Fruit Loops. Oh my God. Yes. yes. And it causes so so many issues because I mm-hmm. became very obsessed with sugar later, which right. I guess could have been from whatever. But I do remember that my mom, it was so hard because sometimes the only cereal we could have were, remember, I'm good. I want to say wheat thins, but they're frost, frosted wheats, frosted mm-hmm. mini wheats. Mini remember? wheats, they're good. Yeah. yeah. But, but then she would get the kind with no frosting because we were on like a health kick mm-hmm. and that's disgusting. I wouldn't say it's disgusting, Try but it's definitely that not down as, as a kid. Right. Right. Hmm. It's not something that's going to get you up in the morning. Can I give you an F Mary kill? Sure. Have I, I don't know if I've given this one to, okay. So that, that particular cereal that you were just talking about has a little guy on the front. It's like a shredded wheat with a face. Uh-huh. So that guy. Okay. I could picture <laughs> it like stick legs, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, but it's like a square because it's like, it's like the cereal, but he's got a face. Okay. Him. I feel like I've given you something similar before, but like the sugar smacks. Frog. Frog. Yeah. That guy. Who might be a little too. Okay, go on. I'll, okay. I'll, I'll explain my choice after. Or the Honey Nut Cheerios B. Oh. <laughs> oh. Oh my. Um, okay. I'll, I will say this, the frog we can't go with, I would kill the frog because too close to like Pepe. What? Pepe, the alt-right icon. Oh, that's why you would kill it. Okay. That's fair. That's fair. Okay. I would probably marry the bee just to, Mm -hmm. because bees are, you know, close to extinction and I would want the bee to stick around. That's nice. Yeah. You, Yeah. Okay, so you'd have and sex then I would with the fuck shredded the wheat, wheat. Check guy, the shredded wheat guy. Yeah. <laughs> well, guys, that's our show. <laughs> Thanks so much for tuning in. What did we cover today, Lexapro? All right, wait. I got to give you one. I have to give you a cereal, oh, yeah, a cereal guy. Okay. okay. All right. How? Okay, I've got one. 
Okay, Count Chocula. Mm-hmm. Okay. Sex. For sure, sex. Go on. <laughs> well, hold on. Captain Crunch. Oh, the shit. The Captain Crunch He's guy. probably strong. Okay. Yeah. Or, uh, oh, or the icon from Cookie Crisp. Okay. Hmm. Okay. I would definitely have sex with Count Chocula. I stand by that. Okay. Dry, you know, like vampire, like just hot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? <laughs> I'd probably marry Captain Crunch because I feel, I watch Below Deck. <laughs> And I know, I know you don't see it, but if anyone else is listening and watching, you know, like Captain Lee might be fun to be married to. I mean, he's kind of, he's very serious minded, but like, you know, you're in good hands. You're safe. Right. I can see that. I, we, I'd feel safe. And then I guess I would kill the cookie crisp guy. Cause I don't remember him as well. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, let's say hi to our people. Mm-hmm. Oh, because that's why the Halloween thing was brought up. We're going to do it in Halloween voice, whatever that means. That was Steph's idea. <laughs> that was my idea. Okay. We're haunting you. Okay. Colette Rock. Ooh. Kimberly Amico. Michelle McKibben. Boo. Julie Sankrant. Denise Ford. Patrick Price. I just let you do all of them. Ulysses. Ulysses. Ooh. Krista Stroo. <laughs> Jennifer Falls, don't fall. Jean Fajapé. Kelly Huffins. Randy F. Wickham. <laughs> what is happening? Randy Mames. Boo, Megan Medor. Karen Johnson Watson. <laughs> so now it's like a Danny Elfman song. <laughs> Julie McGrath. Every day we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Kate Kathy Stearns and Stephanie Rinka. Jamie Griffiths. <laughs> I'm sorry. Get Jill Shaw. Sean Price. And our newest one, Amy Sierra Buck. That's a great name. Thank you all for being our patrons on our Patreon. Yeah. Now, this is off the Halloween topic, but I wanted, before we get into more like content stuff, <laughs> I found something funny that I don't know if you've heard of. I brought it up to you on the phone. If you've heard of the website called Reductress. I don't ha- I haven't. I'll look oh it up. my God. Okay. Reductress is such a funny website and it's our, it's so our sense of humor okay. and it's all, it's kind of like the onion. It's kind of like the onion. All the articles are jokes, but they ki- they sound almost a little bit serious, but it's just satire. Okay, okay. I just went to it. It's already funny. I totally get it. Okay. So I wanted to read one that I thought was a little bit apropos for you. Okay. Okay. This is an article. It, it's really short. It won't take that long to get through it, but oh. it's eight guys on Tinder that have been to <laughs> Machu Picchu, but never to therapy. Okay. <laughs> okay. So our first one is John. 
This hot 32-year-old just got back in the U.S. after a whirlwind world backpacking tour. He loves to pack up to travel for months at a time, but refuses to unpack his emotional issues with the help of a mental health professional. Fun! (laughs) Okay, that's David. A self-proclaimed quote, travel addict, this fun-loving 24-year-old might also be an, quote, alcohol addict (laughs) who has not sought help and is not interested in doing so despite your gentle suggestions. So healthy. Oh my God, that's amazing. This adventurous 28-year-old spent six months in India completing his yoga certification, but will criticize you for going to therapy because, quote, Western medicine is fake. (laughs) And speaking of fake, Mike picked up an accent on his travels. Terrific. (laughs) Okay, this is number five out of 10. Matt. Matt achieved his goal of seeing Machu Picchu before he turned 30, and he plans to scratch the Great Wall off his bucket list next. Also, his father abandoned his family when he was a child, and he refuses to talk about it with you. (laughs) Okay, number six, TJ. Just after his 25th birthday, this hottie traveled to East Africa to deliver menstrual cups to schoolgirls in need. He also has rage dreams about his ex-girlfriend who left him for a personal trainer. What a catch. (laughs) Oh, my God. That one hits pretty close. Okay. (laughs) Jared, this 31-year-old adventurer bungee jumped in New Zealand before returning to Colorado to work as a whitewater rafting guide. A repressed bisexual, he'll make you feel horrible about yourself if you try any butt stuff in the bedroom. Now, that's freedom. (laughs) Okay. We're getting to the end. Daniel. This 33-year-old just spent three months living with a family in Thailand, but has found a way to avoid meeting your mom every time she's come to town in the past year because it, quote, freaks him out. So mature. Oh my God, it's so real. Derek, following a lifelong dream, this 26-year-old camped out in the Sahara Desert for a week. He's also wanted to break up with you for the last month, but instead of telling you this, he'll cheat on you with your best friend, forcing you to break up with him. Thanks for the memories, Derek. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it would be funnier if it wasn't all so true. Okay, that's that one. That's and then, very funny. Do you want to hear another like short article that just made sure. me totally laugh? Because I think it's right up our alley. Okay, this is called Most Confident Friend, Also Most Delusional. <laughs> After years of research, a host of social scientists have finally confirmed what you always suspected. Your most confident friend is also the most delusional one. Quote, this isn't like the inspiring, healthy kind of confidence we all want to have, you said. This is the kind of confidence that makes Tamara think she deserves to have her own memoir published at age 25. (laughs) Tamara, your delusional friend, has also dabbled in various careers, including yoga, life coaching, and stand-up comedy. (laughs) Quote, if there's one thing I've learned, it's that I have a gift of helping people, your friend said. Quote, and that's exactly why I self-published a self-help ebook on Amazon. With a concerning lack of experience in anything she's attempted to do, you are worried someone might eventually get hurt or at least very annoyed. Quote, I have a feeling that if she had the charisma to start a cult, she would, you said, quote, but I don't even think she has that. After sending countless mass emails and newsletters without 
any without an unsubscribe button over the years. Your friend's delusional confidence has challenged nearly every relationship in her life. Quote, shoot for the moon and you'll land among the stars, she posted after launching a Kickstarter to raise $250,000 for a ticket into space. Quote, <laughs> if all my friends chipped into 500, we can get this done. <laughs> I, oh I love this website so much. That's great. But I just saw when I went to it just now, I didn't, I clicked off of it, but I saw like woman hasn't seen her desktop picture in years because there's so much stuff on the that clicked with me one time this guy this guy i know uh-huh. you know but i'm not gonna say who it is okay. i'll tell you off off the air okay he i was like trying to set he's single and i was trying to set him up with somebody and um i was giving him like i was like this what about this woman this woman and he was like i don't know like what's her desktop look like he uh-huh. wasn't kidding and i was like i don't know and he goes a crazy de- i can't do a crazy desktop and he was serious. And I was like, oh, well, thank God we weren't interested in each other because my dad, I mean, he's like, it just needs to be organized. It, I'm like, <laughs> what do you, how does, it doesn't just, what does that even, I know what he means, but like everything has to have its own folder, even if there's just one thing in the folder. But these are the same people that are like, oh, severe daddy issues. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's fine. I can handle that. Right. She well, sleeps with guess- my best friend. Sure. But a messy right. desktop. No. <laughs> It's just weird, weird uh, standards. Like guy, I have. love the thing too because it's like that guy that I that I liked where it was just like who, who, what political charities can I give to? It was just constant like, oh my god, I'm such a giver. How, what, who can I volunteer for to make sure we get this election? And then like exactly like rage dreams. <laughs> Wake up at three in the morning like, arr, arr. it's like maybe somewhere in the middle though. <laughs> like that's so that's so great that you want to help Biden, but also. <laughs> Yeah, go to therapy. <laughs> you also, you get on something. Why does it have to be me? Anyway. Oh, oh, life. Okay, I have a movie that we didn't get to. Should we do, can we do movies real of quick? Of course, please. I have been sitting in the exact same position for like an hour, even before you called me. So let me, let me move that. Okay, so last week, so this came out a week ago on Apple. People have Apple. It's called On the Rocks. This is the new Sofia Coppola movie. I'm a huge fan. We've talked about her before. Yes, I really want to see this. Uh, okay, so it's so it's Bill Murray and Rashida Jones, who I'm just going to say this might be kind of controversial. Not a good actress. Interesting. Genuinely, I think one of the worst actresses I've ever seen in my life. I mean, interesting I, that you say that because I agree. Ugh, I mean, it's hard to watch. Yeah. And it's unfair because there are a lot of great actresses that could do that. And like, okay, she was kind of the straight man a little bit in the office, in the American office. And she did, she was fine. I mean, she was really bland and showed absolutely no emotion. But do you ever think that sometimes when people are playing the straight man, it's because Mm -hmm. they can't, they're not capable of playing anything with like, like a, like silliness to it? Because they can't. I, absolutely. Because here's the thing. Like, here's the thing. Okay. So we'll, I'm going to compare. We're going to come back to On the Rocks. But remember, Sofia Coppola wrote and directed Lost in Translation, which is both one of Steph and I's favorite movies, right? Yes. You loved it. Yes. Okay. Love that Love movie. It. And Scarlet also plays a very, you know, obviously they're all kind of, it's like when people do the Woody Allen movies, they're all trying to play Woody. So obviously Sofia, she must be a very calm, gentle, maybe a little bit bland person because they're kind of playing her. She's all, she was like, most of her stuff is autobiographical. Right. And so Scarlett was able to pull it off there, even though she was 
very calm and whatever she was supposed to be like there was a magnetism about her there was this beauty about her yes, that she I has really such charisma she does yeah and I was just drawn to her even though I'm very different than her like we have different she's you know I would have been more the the Cameron Diaz character mm-hmm. in the movie who was uh-huh. that it wasn't her right it was played by somebody else but like the hyped up person that they were making fun of I that think would, that was played by Anna Ferris. it was Anna Ferris playing Cameron it was Cameron Diaz in real life uh-huh playing but I just yeah, well, thought you know what while we're at it what yes. remind me what the what the real life story was because that was kind of a famous thing about the movie oh it's so interesting okay so it was oh what's his name the the Spike Jones. Spike Jones. Okay. So, so in was- real life, Sofia Coppola was married to Spike Jones and he's this kind of crazy direct. I'm a fan, but he's this, you know, crazy director who probably cheated. It makes it seem like he was kind of flirty and cheated on her. And, you know, I'm adding that. I don't know that for With sure. With Cameron Diaz. Well, they were flirty for sure. And so in this movie, I guess he was shooting a movie. I mean, they made it a little bit different. They made him like a, well, he was a music video director actually yeah. first. So they, she goes to, I don't know how much of that that's true, but she goes to Japan with him and she's kind of lost. Like she, she has a voice too in real life, of course. I mean, the real Sophia is obviously was, was more established than the character in Lost in Translation, but you know, she kind of just felt lost among this, this big man, this big personality. Mm-hmm. So everything was pretty, I don't know. I don't know if she met an older man like, like the character does with Bill Murray in the movie. I don't know if that really happened, but I think there are parts of it that did. Okay. So that's, and that's then in real life, she does, she does divorce Spike Jones. Right. Right. Yes. And I think she remarried. I don't know that much about her life life, but I'm assuming most of what she writes is, is it seems pretty, it's based in something for sure. Right. Like, so on the road, so Bill Murray, there was something I don't, and we talked about this. We can never quite explain, like they never physically get together, but it's this like soulmate emotional affair, right. not even affair because it was just this like beautiful connection that couldn't be denied, but they never acted. on. It was just lovely. It was yeah. just lovely, which we're going to come back to. So in on the rocks, now Bill Murray's playing the fa- actual father because it would just be too weird. I mean, first of all, it'd be weird if they just did the exact same thing. Yeah. Which is another weird. young girl that mm-hmm. he likes. But this time he's the dad. And it, while it's not lost in translation good because it just doesn't quite live up to it, there's not much to it. I really liked it. There's just something, even though Rashida's not great, there's something about, I mean, it's Bill Murray. Like, I don't know what it is about him, but I just could watch him do anything. Yeah. Probably because he's an alcoholic. <laughs> Oh, okay. I mean, he is supposed to be really awful, right? You know, I've heard mixed things. I mean, you know, I don't know. I, when I, when I worked for Dreyfus, um, Mm -hmm. they had just finished, I think we talked about this, but they had just finished. What about Bob? And there were some stories because Dreyfus at the time was newly sober and wanted to just get the work done. You know, let's show up and do our lines and make it good and like go home, you know? And Bill was just usually pretty drunk but he's the fun one. You know what I mean? He's the fun with the crew. Like, Oh, come on. What? Don't be such a, you know, it's, it's a little bit like that. So uh-huh. I don't know. I mean, I, I guess I was trying to make a joke that I'm kind of always attracted to addicts. So of course I'm attracted to Bill Murray because he's insane. He, yeah, he's definitely, spo- I mean, I just remember the stories about when he did Charlie's angels mm-hmm. about him just being super mean to everybody, but then he was, maybe he was just annoyed by them all. <laughs> I 
don't know. But then I've heard other beautiful stories when – so they made Groundhog Day into a musical, which I was never able to see because of co- – well, cause, we'll say because of COVID. Like I could have <laughs> afforded to fly to New York and go see it. Because of COVID, I couldn't go live in that castle in France. And but, what a great movie that was. <laughs> Groundhog Day is one of my favorites too. But so – but so he went to the opening and apparently he like cried the whole time. He thought it was so beautiful. And he went backstage and hugged every cast member and he came back and saw it like a bunch of times and standing over ov- Like he's very emotional and very sentimental. Okay. Which well, could I also like be that. the boost. Could also be yeah. He could have been just really boring. drunk and just disrupted everything. And that's the part they didn't say. Cause they're like, well, he's Bill Murray. I mean, <laughs> Right. Right. He's like throwing things at the stage, like during the performance. Yeah. And they're like, like well, but, but he likes it on the one hand, like, you know, <laughs> on the one hand, he's a genius and that's how he shows his pleasure. So what are we going to just, you know, but rake him over but, the coals? But he can pull off as an actor. Like, so in this one, he's this, like, he's kind of a shitty dad. Right. But she loves him anyway. I don't want to tell you too much, but he's just this, you know, but he's, I don't know. I couldn't, I couldn't relate to who he was as a father at all because he was just very like. Temple University is ranked among the top 50 public universities in the U.S. Through hands-on learning opportunities and world-class faculty, Temple students are prepared to soar in their careers. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu visit. I'll just tell you at the very beginning, you kind of find out that Rashida thinks her husband's cheating. And so Bill Murray gets really involved and he's just like, well, let's figure it out, honey let's figure it out, kiddo, you know, let's, uh-huh. let's track his phone. Like let's, which is not, that was not our father's. No, <laughs> but it's very, it's like this kind of, it's a fairy tale. I wonder if it was Francis Ford Coppola, which is her father. You know, I wonder if that was really what he was like, or if that's the fairy tale of what she wanted him to be like. Interesting. Or Probably like more that. Yeah. Sorry about the plane that's going over my head right now. Um, how dare you? Well, I'm recording this from an airport, so I, I guess. Really? What you, yeah. So it's sort of like you get what you get, you know. Where are you, though? What airport? Van Nuys Airport. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, so like a private? Yeah. I wanted to get this done before I mm-hmm. do my Halloween, my annual Halloween trip. To me, that I start crying again. <laughs> you guys and your Halloweens. All right. Take off your pants. <laughs> <laughs> Let's take a look at that vulva. <laughs> Okay. So wait, so, okay. So on the rock, so there's Mm. not that much more to tell except that it, uh, to me, it was like a fairy tale of like, what if like a, but he's not a perfect father. He's, he's charming and he's, is he an alcoholic? Is that why it's called on the rocks? Yes. Okay. It's like both, like it's both on the rocks. Like is there marriage on the rocks, but also. Okay. I'm going to watch it. It sounds good though. I highly recommend it, but just don't put it, don't think it's going to be lost in translation because it's just a different movie. But Lost in Translation got me thinking, and you and I have talked about this, about uh, May-December romances. Uh-huh. So first let me ask you, who, what's the biggest age difference that you've dated? Like how, how what was the oldest or youngest guy? I, I've never dated like an old guy. I mean, now I'm married to one, but mm-hmm. I mean, just like picking one. Mm-hmm. But I would say the... And this is not that old, but when I was, uh, like when I was 20, I did mm-hmm. date a guy who was 30 and I was really, really into him. And he thought our age difference was, he didn't like, he thought I was too young. Isn't oh that interesting? God. That's exact. I had the exact, that was the only time that I 
I, when I was 23, I dated a 34 year old. I liked him so much as well. And it was really weird because he was a jazz pianist. Isn't mm-hmm. that cool? He was so cool. He was like, he was 34, but with like the soul, if you will, of like a 85 year old, you know, <laughs> Okay. he would tell me about like touring in Germany and like, he was just great. I liked him so much, but the age difference bothered him too, because there are, there is a big, di- there's a jump when you're in your early twenties to thir- like, I don't think you even find yourself until you're like 28. I was, I mean, right. If you look, even if we look was, back at our journals, I was very sexually inexperienced too. No, I was going to say, <laughs> I, I, I do believe I was an old soul, but I was, uh, but I was very young sexually. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think it just kind of bothered him. Like, I think he'd had, re, you know, full on relationships and he was like, I think he was the second guy I ever slept with. Yeah, it was a similar, it was a similar thing with this guy. And I remember he yeah, was, really- sorry, I lost my virginity at 19. So, uh, and yeah, then, and then funny. hadn't slept with anybody after that guy. It's not like I just immediately, once I lost my, my virginity, started sleeping around. I didn't. Mm-hmm. So he was like the next guy that I really, really liked. And I think that kind of freaked him out. I, that's so, yeah, I think similar. I, I wasn't quite, I guess I was a little hoarier after I lost my, after the, the gate opened, I was like, meh. So I think he was like fifth <laughs> or something. But because fourth was the cult, wait, fourth was the cult guy. Remember the guy we on our on our Patreon. I'm not going to go into it, but we talked about a guy that I know who's now he's like a cult leader. Uh huh. QAnon guy. I mean, he wasn't then. Right. This was like right. Right. Ago. Okay. So this guy, he was older, but it was something like I remember. I was in, you know, I was 23, so I just didn't. I didn't, he was the first person to show me the movie like Cinema Paradiso and we watched it and he cried the whole time. I mean, he was just this gentle musician, you know what I mean? And he would like, yes. he was, and I just didn't, and, and just music and Coltrane and stuff that, it, so I think it was probably like, he seemed so much older. I think there was probably a 34 year old where it wouldn't have felt that much of a difference, but uh-huh. the only reason we broke up, I was, I really liked him, but he got some gig on a cruise ship and then he just like sailed away and never... <laughs> Never moved, never came back to LA. Oh. We never even really like addressed it. We're friends on Facebook now, of course, but oh. I mean, he's fine. Well, okay. So this is a story I, I get confused because I've, uh, unfortunately I've been doing for crying out loud for so many years that I've, I've told every story about my life, but I, I don't even know if you know this story about the, this guy who was 30. So mm-hmm. he was, he was the manager for the band for the bangles. Oh my God. I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So I met this guy. This is like, now I'm just naming names, but who cares? I met this guy and this, so when I was 20, I met the, I met this guy at a party. Um, his name was Lewis and he was really cute. It was like a costume party. So I don't, I feel like I don't remember, like he was dressed as like a baseball player or something. So I could see his face. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I thought he was, you know, so, so cute. And he was with a guy named, this guy's name is Chris. And okay. who was the older one. And this guy, his girlfriend had been Susanna Hoffs, the, the cute one that mm-hmm. I, that I met that was mm-hmm. dressed as a baseball player. So somehow somebody told me, oh yeah, he just, either they had just broken up or something like that. So then that guy asked me out. We, we went on a date, but he said, do you have a, do you have a friend for my friend? Like we could Mm -hmm. all go out together. 
so I brought this girl named, I'm, I want to say her name was like Gina or something. I don't even remember how I knew her. I think we waited tables together at the time, <laughs> maybe. And so Gina come, comes on the date. And during the date, I realized that the guy that I was with was really dumb. And the other guy was super funny. And we were having all these private jokes going back and forth. So like midway through the date, did I ever tell you this story? She and no. I went to the bathroom and we were like, let's swap guys. <gasps> no, I love it. Yes. And so, and so she was like, I, oh, and I knew cause they were kind of flirting. He was have the guy that I was with was very much flirting with her. Mm-hmm. And she was like a hot blonde and really they belonged together so much more than like I belonged with that guy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It was totally fine with me because I like the older guy. So we go back to his house and those two end up having sex in the living room. <laughs> and me and the me and older guy, Chris, are like we're making out in his bedroom and having fun. And we watched. Oh, my God. I just remember this. Sam Kinison hosted <laughs> Saturday Night Live. That mm. night for maybe the first time. And we were both obsessed with Sam Kinison at the time. So we watched Sam Kinison and just laughed and joked and made out. Aww. And then I, I got thirsty and I was like, oh, can I go get like a glass of water or something? And so he goes, well, let me go out there first to, to just make sure that like the coast is clear. Mm-hmm. And this is how naive I was. I was no. like, well, what? Like, what do you mean? And he's like, let, let me just go out there first. Like that they weren't naked, right? Yes. And okay. sure enough, they were totally having sex in the living room. Oh, God. Yeah. And I was like, they're doing what? I was such a brood at the time. Yeah. So anyway, I ended up dating this guy. And and then but by the time we were actually dating, that's when mm-hmm. he was like, I'm just I don't know this age difference. It's too much. Anyway, here's who else he managed at the time. Uh, Stan Ridgway. Mm-hmm. I'm on a Mexican radio. Okay, so he had to go tour with with uh, with that guy. Mm-hmm. I also think he had another girlfriend at the time, which is a longer story. That I feel like I did tell you the story that he was the one who I woke up, who I slept at his house, and the phone rang, and he and it was a girl leaving him a message, going. Hi, honey. Okay, so are you going to pick up a bottle of wine for for Uh, tonight? No. Oh, my God. No. Yes. You never told me that. Okay, so I was totally (laughs) into this guy at the time. Uh, Monroe is here. Hi, Monroe. He's just dating a younger dog (laughs) and he feels Monroe. He feels personally like. Just feels like, yeah, we're like we're judging. I'm not judging you. I know you you love Tootsie, tootsie Roll. I'm in roll. I'm so sorry, everyone. That's okay. Is it as loud on the thing as it is in my mind? It's loud in my earphones, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's pretty loud. Um, pretty loud. Um, so anyway, I wake up one, one morning and he gets this met and it's answering machine. So phone rings, he doesn't answer it. Answering machine picks up. We're just both laying there and I hear the the message going, hi, um, hi, hi, honey, or whatever. So for tonight, when we go to my parents or whatever, like, do you want to just get a bottle of wine or, you know, whatever? Oh obviously, my God, when we go to my parents. Obviously, girlfriend and boyfriend. Oh. Yeah. Shit. So Guys. I don't know what to do. 
I'm just laying there. I don't, it's like, what do you say? So we said nothing. Like Mm -hmm. I, I just, didn't say anything. I was like, uh, okay. So of course I was hurt. So later, you know, we did talk about it and I I believe he was just like, well, I didn't know what to say. Like, we're not, we weren't exclusive. Mm, Yeah. That's what he said. That's what he said. That sounds exclusive to me. I hate, I hate guys so much. He definitely wasn't Acting like my boyfriend. Oh but no, I he wasn't really exclusive with him. you, but right. he probably was exclusive with her. Pro- Do you know what I'm saying? Like, like if she's meeting, if they're doing the parents, and now I'm all mad for her. I'm not. It's not your fault, Steph. I'm not mad at you. Oh yeah, I was completely shocked, and and yeah. of course really devastated because I really liked him. I, but I had been. We were for sure dating. Mm-hmm. We just. It, it, he was never super like into me. It wasn't. But anyway, but anyway, the, the way this story ends has a has a really good ending, a really great ending um, that you'll appreciate. So I feel like, OK, so we I didn't I think things were a tiny bit strained after that, but he was still acting really into me. And I don't mm-hmm. remember how I let that go by. You know, it was weird, but it just never really picked up the pace of the relationship. But anyway, on Valentine's Day. He says, can I come over? And I was like, of course, you know, God is going to come over on Valentine's Day. This is so great. And he was leaving on a trip with Stan Ridgway. <laughs> so um, he says, can I come over? So I go and I buy him a card. I believe oh, no. I bought him like a like a little card, a stuffed and a stuffed animal, something. I was trying to be really cute. And he comes over and he has nothing for me. And he doesn't acknowledge it's Valentine's day. And then when I give him the thing, he's like, Oh, thank you. But he does bring over two huge bags of laundry to do laundry in my building for his trip. Oh my God. I thought he was going to break up with you. Well, uh, let's put it this way. I never really, I don't think I ever saw him again. Because he left on his trip and I got a postcard from him. He never called me again. I got one postcard that was like, hey, I'm on the beach in wherever he was, Mexico, Mexican radio. Uh, mm-hmm. And and man, and it was like, a, I'm on a nude beach and man, I can't like my, I can't put my tongue back in my mouth. Like he was such yeah, a dick. Yeah. Oh my God. That's so funny. Cause the, the older guy for me did that too. I was getting <sighs> postcards. Like the first postcards from the cruise ship were like, really like miss you got Mr. Face, you know? And then it would just become like, if only you could see the sunrise. And then like the fifth one was like, I met a woman named Laura. I mean, it was like, <laughs> what? Or like, he didn't say I met a woman named Laura. It would be more like, uh, the women here are so beautiful. Like yes. it's, you know, it's like as though we're just old buddies. Yes. We're just friends all along. We're just, yes. yeah, yeah, yes. yeah, exactly the same thing. But I, they didn't know what to do. Like they, they don't know. And it's weird because like back to the age difference, it is interesting. And it sounds like this guy that could have been any age. He could have done that. But when I think back, okay, so this is all like got me thinking, cause lately I've been thinking about, you know, guys that are like in their fifties and sixties who want to date 20 somethings. Mm-hmm. And I, I try to separate. I'm like, okay, so am I just, I'm just feeling bitter because I'm stuck in between. Cause I don't really like to date guys that are much younger. I'll do like five, six years, but I don't want to go real young. And I, I, I've always, I've been like you, I've always sort of tend to date around my age. If I wish when I was 22 that I was like 
picking out 50 year old comedy writers, you know, instead I was dating 22 year old comics who slept on somebody else's couches. Like that's what I did. That's what we all did. Right. 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 I guess though we, I mean, pug was like 10 years older than me. Oh, was but he? It, it, yeah. But it did. It doesn't, it didn't feel like it. I feel like Matt was older too, like 10 years older too. But it didn't, like, they're all comics, so it never really felt like it. It wasn't like we were chasing something. Well, because none of them had their shit together. They had their shit together. They still had pleather couches. <laughs> Which, by the way, guys, I have, okay, did we talk about the thing where I'm just sort of like, can you put your beds, we talked about this on the show, right? I don't think we ever really got to it. I just want to say, and I, I want to finish, I want to button up our, our May-December romance stuff because I, I feel like it's an important thing that I'm trying to say, and I'm not sure what that is. But back to, like, guys that are single now, can you just do me one favor? Please put your beds in the middle, like, against the wall in the middle of the room. Please do not push your bed up against the corner of the room. It is so bizarrely amateur and divorcee, and I don't understand. Why would anybody do that? Would you go to a hotel and would the bed be pushed into this corner of the room ever? No. You would have a headboard like a fucking adult. Yeah. It, that is a very interesting observation. But you like my daughter, my 15-year-old really likes her bed like up against a wall. And That's I don't understand different. it either. But maybe that has – maybe there's like a thing, an element of being a teenager. That's absolutely – exactly. And maybe they want to still recapture their teenage years. And bed oh, against the wall says God. that to them. Because they're 50 and they want to date 25-year-olds who are used to guys that just still have just a mattress on the floor. Is that what it is? They're like, I'm just like them, lady. They're like, I'm just going to intimidate women if I if if my house looks like an actual, if I have a house. Oh, God. I'm women are not going to, young girls are not going to want to date me. I'll be too intimidating. Mm-hmm. So I better just like get rid of the box spring and push it up again. I just always use the hotel, even a motel, even a La Quinta or something. You're not going to, you're not going to walk in and there's not going to be just like a mattress on the floor pushed off into the corner. Or maybe a lot of men just don't know that. And I'm telling you, I'm telling them right now, spread the word girl. I know we have probably a PSA. Do you think I should? I feel like you should. I do. Also the, the, the pleather couch, the black pleather couch. Okay, that here's what here's what happens with that. That is they're they at their office. Mm. They're they're having like a sale. Like the office says, "Hey, uh we're updating our furniture. Does anybody want this black pleather couch?" Mm-hmm. And oh, they're possible. like, "Oh, I'll take it. I need a couch." Here's what I see when I think of that. I I think, "Okay, the pleather couch and then there's like a, a shitty coffee table from whatever. And then it's got like all their gamer gamer controls on it. You know, like all the like game stuff. Like okay. Yeah. PlayStation, all the whatever. There's like a hundred of them. Most guys that I date, this is what it looks like. There's a pleather couch. There's the table. It's got like a bunch of different like game controllers and some bongs. <laughs> and I'm trying to move myself away from that. And I feel like I'm not asking a lot. But I sometimes wish, like, did I miss the boat when I was 22 by not being attracted to, like, the super uber successful 50-somethings who want to date a 25-year-old? They get something out of it. Why didn't I have that in me? Were you around any old guys that were trying to date you? I mean, probably, but I just didn't notice. Yeah, I think probably. I was here. I was in L.A. I was in the industry. I just didn't, it just never occurred to me that was just a thing, that that was a thing. 
like that, that was an option. Yeah. Not that I, cause I wasn't, I wasn't into it. I didn't right. see it like that. Like 10 years. Okay, fine. You know, sure. I was in my twenties. They were in their thirties. Maybe. Okay. Sometimes. Right. But for the most part, I just didn't, it just didn't, I don't know. It's a personal thing that I'm feeling right now because as you, that's the other thing. Like when you, when you're on these dating sites, there are all these guys that they'll, let's say they're like in their fifties and you, you go through a thing. They'll say, okay, I'm this, I'm spiritual. I'm a, it says sometimes you'll put your political party and then it, like an option to say whether you want or don't or want kids or don't want kids or have them already. And a lot of these guys say want kids someday. But and they're like, fifty five. Yeah, you're yeah. fifty nine. Was some what? I mean, when but someday, like when? So that tells me they want a woman under forty, and right. they're fifty five. And it's just sort of like you, you feel it's. I mean, they ha- everybody has a right to do whatever they want, but it's like, but what? I mean, what the fuck? No, I know. And even on you know. Th- like the bachelor, the bachelorette right now with Claire. I mean, so much is being said of like how old she is. Listen, she's, she's, you know, crazy as a $2 bill, but that has nothing to do with the the insanity of acting like she's so old. And by the way, I want to say, I know we have people that are listening who are young and, and maybe married to people that are much older or whatever, like no judgment on it. I'm just, it's fascinating to me. I, I feel like maybe I missed the boat. Like, why was I, why was I dating the, the guys with the bongs? I mean, why I still, I still am sort of, I don't know. You know, it's, it's fascinating. I mean, love is love. I do get that. And I think like, I guess if I met someone, but for now, now it would be somebody would have to be like in their late sixties. And I just don't, until I'm there, I don't see that. Well, then why are you beating yourself up? I don't know, because I feel like the guys that I do like, you know, if these guys are in their 50s, I'm competing with 24 year old. Like, so you're thinking like if you could get yourself to be attracted to a guy who's like early 70s, like not. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be like, oh, my God, how did I land such it's a snapper? Yeah. Like what she what are you doing with me? Right. Right. A little bit of that. I did it a guy that was considerably younger the guy, I won't say his name, but you know, one boyfriend, you, you, I don't think you ever really got to know him, but he was 11 years younger the one I lived with. Mm-hmm. And I didn't feel it at all. I actually didn't feel the difference at all. He was very like, he knew all the same references. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. See, yeah, that would be my, that would was always my issue was like, well, I wanted people who, who like, I want to be able to do references. Well, the only difference was, so it was 11 years. So I was generation X, but he was just on the cusp of X millennial. So he wasn't that young, but you know, considerably younger. The only, the big difference was that he wore his baseball hats with a flat rim and I'm big on folding. You know how we used to take a baseball hat and we'd put it, uh, like a rubber band around it to make it like circular. No. You know what I'm talking about? What? Okay. So if you wear a baseball hat, you have to put a band around it to make it like the old baseball players used to have like curved baseball hats. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Like yeah nowadays, yeah. youngins, they wear these flat rimmed hat, baseball hats. They look absurd to me. And that, that was, that always like was this reminder of our age difference. Yeah. And can I ask you a question about baseball hats since you seem mm-hmm. to be very versed in baseball hats? <laughs> What's with the trend that you have to, that you purposely wear the tag on it, like the sticker? No, this I don't know. Okay. This, this is, I, 
don't know. This but is we, like but, a thing. Like if you, you want to go up to them and say, hey, you're you forgot to take the sticker off your hat. And it's like, no, no, no. It's, that's supposed price? to be like that. The amount. It's, that it's like it's no, it's like a sticker. It's like a usually like sort of a shiny sticker that lets you know that it's authentic. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I don't like is, it, though. Um, yeah, I would love to hear people's like thoughts too on like the, the age different stuff. I, I mean, there's so many people, I have friends that are, you know, in marriages that seem to work and there's big age difference, but actually not that many now that I think of it, a few and it works well for them. But most, I guess most, most of my friends are around the same age. I don't know. I guess I don't, I don't know. All right. How are we doing on time? You know, we could we could end now. Did we have anything? Now, any we still last? We had one more last thing because of Halloween. We were going to do our scare. How about we just end with our scariest movie, the movie that scares you the most out of any movie ever? Okay. Well, I'm going to say for me, it's not The Exorcist, just because. Yeah. Oh, is that yours? Yes. Go ahead. It. I guess it's just because I don't know. Pea soup. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I don't know. I to me, I get more. The Shining was always mm-hmm. my scariest movie. That movie really freaked me out, really scared me, kind of gave me nightmares. Well, that's a good answer because that's a real psychological thriller, too. We don't know how much of that is in his head or how much of it's ghosts like that's just a real fucked up guy who's being haunted by his own demons, you know? Yes. Yes. And I like that a lot too. I like that's, that's definitely a lot, you know, more complicated than the exorcist, but the exorcist just, it's all that stuff that you don't see. It's the stuff it, it, it's not scary. Once her head starts spinning around, then it was ridiculous. But like the first 30 minutes of that movie are, I think the scariest thing I've ever seen in my life. Cause you don't know what's happening. Yeah. Weird devil stuff really freaks me out. I, I'm not scared by like, Jay, you know, I don't really understand. Like Friday the 13th is kind of fun camp. Like, okay, there's a murderer at the camp and, and whatever. Freddy Krueger is ridiculous. That's not scary at all. But did I ever tell you though, that my stepfather used to take me to slasher movies like Friday the 13th <gasps> no. when I was about 12 and listen, some kids love it. Like I know <laughs> my, my, one of my really good friends, son, who's 13 has loved scary movies since, since he was like, you know, mm-hmm. 10 and wants to see them all. And they all can't wait to watch it, et cetera. Mm-hmm. I, it was not good for me though. I just didn't understand like what was fun or, t- you know, about seeing teenage girls being, you know, slashed to death by an ax murderer. And oh, it gave me such bad nightmares and I didn't want to go. And he I feel like I remember him kind of insisting on it. Oh, that's awful. I used to like I would. That's the kind of stuff I would watch with my friend. We would do sleepovers and watch stuff like that. When we were 12, but you know, that we chose that. I, it's terrible that he like brought you to it. I think he thought I liked it and that it was oh, like we could, we like were bonding. bonding. Yeah. Well, for just, oh God. But I, I really didn't like it and it. it gave me really bad nightmares. And I, I, to this day, don't, I won't watch stuff like slasher movies. Oh, I hate that kind of stuff too. I actually won't watch them as a critic. Like I'll just tell, I will say I, I refuse. Like I won't do like most Eli Roth. Like there's a lot of stuff that I just won't like gore porn is not for me and I'm, I'm not gonna, I don't oh, need yeah. to Yeah, Like what's the it. one, um, those, the saw movies. Oh my God. Absolutely. Never, not. never, me neither. never. 
Absolutely not. None of that. I like the ghosty, the same stuff you do. I mean, Poltergeist was scary back in the day. Sixth Sense you know. was a great movie. I loved it. But that wasn't really a scary movie. Well, it was at the time. I remember there were there were pretty some really gory scenes. I don't I don't totally remember that. But I do remember that Samuel L. Jackson was sitting behind me when I watched it in the movie theater at like a, a normal movie theater, not like a screening. Mm-hmm. That has nothing to do with anything, but I think that's that's what I remember most about the movie. It was so I was so excited that he was sitting behind me, and every now and then he'd be like, "Motherfucker, really? I swear to you." And we're talking about I, the Sixth Sense. Mm-hmm. Now, he wasn't in that, but he was, you know, obviously in. He'd been in. He's been in any many M Night Shyamalan movies, right? Um, how long? <laughs> tr- uh, be honest. How long did it take you to learn how to pronounce M Night Shyamalan? Probably pretty immediate, but I'm really smart. Like my IQ is like in the 100. <laughs> I've talked about that. I'm not trying to be a dick, but it's really high. No, I don't know. We used to call him like Shamalama Ding Dong. Yes. Which is not appropriate as a film critic. Have to... <laughs> I think that's a good place to end it. We have some business shouts. Yes. And Ooh. if you if you're smart, if you're a smart business person like we are and you have a high IQ, you're going to realize right off the bat that like it's twenty dollars. Mm-hmm. We're going to sell your shit is what we're trying to say. Like if you think we're not, you're wrong. Like you're going to sell stuff. Abs- absolutely going to sell stuff at just twenty dollars a month. That's right. And we give like that is four times a month. That's not just once. Um, do you, and not, we actually- do you not think Becky Barris has sold some T-shirts? I think she has. Maybe Becky can give us a, a testimonial again. Becky's amazing, by the way. Um, her T-shirts, I know you've got some. And uh, they're, what did you say? They're like super soft, but they're also very funny. And she makes them to order, I believe. Like you can you can tell her something you want on the shirt and she'll make it. Yeah, I um, have the Don't a, Be Salty shirt I like that I bought, my, I bought for myself because it just makes me laugh so much. And I always get compliments on it. And it's very soft. It's super like, ooh, people. I like that one too. And um, also she does this thing that you can get. It's a, it's a called, I forgot. You're going to see it on the website. It's like bleach distressed. Mm-hmm. And it looks like you spilled a little like paint on your shirt and or got in the bleach, but it's like a style and it's really cute looking. So cute. So that's just basicbecky.com. And she has a Facebook page, Basic Becky, which you can go to. And our friend, Jessica Frizzell, who also makes really fun gifts as we are getting into the holiday season. I'm not going to cry. I'll cry next time. But she makes cute little pillows and hats, of which I have one and wear all the time. Um, she's at shopxojess.com. Again, that's shopxojess.com. And yep. it's really pretty high quality stuff. It's really cute. Yeah. So do that. And also just know that if you sign up for our Patreon at the $5 a month, you're going to get bonus content every week, every mm-hmm. single week. If you sign up at $3 a month, that's a nice way of saying that you love us and you'll get bonus content once a month. That's right. We, mm-hmm. we really appreciate all your support. We appreciate everybody listening. Um, what's our tagline? We love you. We thank, we thank you. you. We're sorry. And we're sorry. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.